The Department of Veterans Affairs is so innovative, it not only improves the lives of veterans, it transforms the lives of healthcare professionals who serve them with access to the latest technologies and remarkable benefits. Transform your future at vacareers.va.gov. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. So, the flakes in the Senate, led by the outgoing and appropriately named Jeff Flake, have extended this Kavanaugh business for another week while we do a seventh FBI investigation. But, surprisingly, no more, I guess, credible allegations have popped up in the past couple of days. Well, you know, I guess you can question if any of these are actually credible, but... Not much has happened as far as that other than waiting for the FBI. So we'll still talk about a little bit on that. But good thing that we have our guest for this episode, Willie Billups, because he is running for U.S. Congress in the 33rd District in Texas. And that's a house race. So we don't have to talk about Kavanaugh. So that's (laughs) that's great. So all that on this episode of Trend Chat. of America. Here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. And welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, it's all the same name, Trench Chat 24-7. So, yes, I, I think, and well, in the last episode, I said, hopefully, when we come back, he will have been, you know, confirmed. When I say he, I'm talking about Judge Brett Kavanaugh, and I, yeah, I was, I was hoping <laughs> that we would be coming on right now just to say, like, well, the... The vote went through, it went down partisan lines, and he was, you know, he was confirmed by, I don't know, 50. <laughs> uh, you know, Mike Pence had to had to come down and give the final vote for him to be confirmed or whatever, or something like that. Or it, he would have been confirmed, just put it that way. But no, 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 no. 
like I mentioned, the Flakes, led by Jeff Flake, <laughs> and they um, they had the testimony on Thursday between um, the accuser, Christine um, Ford, Dr. Ford, and Judge Brett Kavanaugh, and uh, after that, they guess they discussed about whether they want to what they uh, were they going to vote him out of the uh, judiciary committee, and he did come out of committee. He did get out of get out of that at least. But Senator Flake said, "I I will not be a yes." unless we have a FBI investigation and because the count is so narrow because you have, you know, we have a very narrow error margin for the Republicans to, uh, to vote. Yes. Because outside of maybe one or two Democrats who are in red States that are up for election, um, this upcoming midterm, all the other, you know, all the other Democrats are automatically voting, voting no. So they, they said it was voting no before the hearing even started. So the fact they even had this hearing of Dr. Ford, I mean, you weren't going to vote for him anyway. So I don't know, you wasn't going to change your mind before that. So and anyway, so Senator Flake said that he need needed that. Uh, FBI, FBI investigation. Like I said, this will be the seventh one. Um, but uh, apparently, I mean, they need to do it again. I can just imagine telling the FBI, yeah, uh, could you investigate Judge Brett Kavanaugh? You know we did this six times, right? <laughs> no, we need you to do it one more time. All right. Pretty sure probably going to come up the same thing, but all right. <laughs> but um, then President Trump um, agreed. I mean, mainly because you had to, because you needed, um, needed flakes vote unless you're going to flip one of the Democrats like, um, Joe Manchin or, um, Heidenkamp out of, um, Oh, was it? North Dakota. Um, I might've got that wrong, but, um, but yeah. Now, speaking of Senator flake, he got his wish with that with the FBI investigation. But honestly, I'm <laughs> I feel like after hearing some of his comments after everything after the hearing and recently the past couple of days, I feel like he's kind of he's laying the groundwork to vote no regardless of what comes out with, uh, with the investigation. Um I mean, now he's out there saying he he's concerned about how Judge Kavanaugh's sound, um, you know, came across during his remarks as far as being emotional. Like he, that, that concerned him, sounding like the Democrats who were making that same argument as well, on top of other things. And I mean, for for one, Democrats would never be satisfied. Let's just say that right now. So, if you had the the investigation and nothing, they found nothing again. They still would say, well, a week was too short of a time. We need more time for this investigation. 
uh, we shouldn't just limit this to, to one week. I mean, you've been hearing that already, which that was expected. And then if they do find something or uh, whatever, and then it depends on what they find. So what if it depends on, it could be something minor. It could be, it could be something that doesn't confirm anything that was been, been alleged or what? If they, if there's any little thing in the FBI's inve- investigation that is different than whatever it's been in the past, regardless of how small it is, Democrats are going to use it like, well, no, no, they found this. Well, we need to do another investigation because it's all about stalling. It's, it's all about stalling this. It's all the way to the midterms. And with the you know chance of being able to take control of the Senate and then to basically have the seat open all the way to 2020. That's basically what it's all coming down to. And Jeff Flake is helping them. So, and like I said before, I think he is going to, like I said, he is the outgoing Senator. He's not up for reelection. And after, you know, in after this term, he'll be gone next year. And honestly, I feel like he's kind of doing this as another another move, kind of just to stick it to the president (laughs) in a way. That's I think that's one one motivating factor for for Flake. And plus, because they also get all this attention and also it's kind of really set sets him up for a nice um, nice uh, nice little job somewhere, especially in anywhere in the media because they love him now you know he's he's standing up for democracy he's standing up for um you know for bipartisanship he's such a such a great guy i mean so this you know it's setting him, him up real well for when he goes to um be a contributor for cnn or something like that <laughs> or, or you know get a book or whatever and all that anyway care less about i can't i can't wait for him to leave (laughs) and you know then then again uh who who could be uh, potentially replacing them it might not be any much better but hey whatever i mean regardless of the 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 republican or democrat in the arizona race that's going on but anyway all this with all this is going on it's another another part as far as where the media you know democrats they're all kind of picking apart what judge brett kavanaugh was how his emotions were during his remarks which i would say like okay if you were falsely accused and on top of all the things that have been said about you. Yeah. I, why wouldn't you be somewhat emotional? And it's funny because because he was emotional, they felt like, oh, well, that's not the temperament we should have in the Supreme Court. And this is one another another one of those where it, they would never be satisfied because if he would have came up and did his remarks in a calm manner they would have said that he's probably a sociopath or something and has, he has no emotion. 
We can't have somebody like that because he he has no empathy or anything like that. So, yeah, you're not going to win regardless. But the fact that you have Republicans like Flake even um, helping out with that narrative is not surprising nowadays, especially with Flake, but still. But on the flip side of this, one thing I've, I've noticed, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's something I haven't noticed. But who is this senator from South Carolina named Lindsey Graham? I I haven't seen this guy before. It, who is this guy? I've known you know I've known about another Lindsey Graham, but that, that's not this guy. I don't. I, I feel like someone has you know kidnapped the real Lindsey Graham and replaced him with this with someone that I actually you know. Back in 2016, well, any presidential year, normally when it comes down, when the primary time and you have your list of candidates, I, I put together a list of all the um, all the candidates and then I rank them from one to have many that are in there. And um, I remember Lindsey Graham was like at the bottom of what, 16 candidates back then. And Lindsey Graham was like, well, he was dead last. He was like third to last if i can remember but i know he was at the bottom he was at the very bottom um close to it at least now this lizard Graham that i've been here in the past couple of days nah this lizard Graham would have maybe been up in the uh, i ain't gonna say he would have been at the top but he would have been close to the middle at least but um i've just been kind of taken aback by <laughs> i don't know it's just like who is this guy <laughs> but <laughs> that was just something I've, I've noticed <laughs> in um in different interviews and, and whatnot, especially when <laughs> his remarks during the hearing after the um um on Thursday, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but but anyway, like like I said, I'm <laughs> I don't want to keep going on and on about it because, like I said, there's not much that really happened. But one thing, um. It is kind of, it's kind of telling, really, that you have all this, I mean, how the leftists and the Democrats and the media, how they're so, so scared, <laughs> so scared about having Judge Kavanaugh go, um, you know, maybe potentially go to the Supreme Court and... And one of those issues, because they keep bringing it up, and they they call it women's rights. Honestly, it's not even about that. It's ver- it's really about abortion, Roe v. Wade, or Planned Parenthood versus Casey, with whichever one. But that's where it, <laughs> that is the what the actual issue is. I mean, they want to deem it women's rights. They always want to talk about it at, in that framework, but. It's not even about that because all of us, I mean, that is bipartisan. We are for women's rights. That is a bipartisan opinion. It's just about abortion where we have the issue where you have the Democrats that are, that are for it and conservatives are against it. And the thing about it is it's not even the fact that this, it's not even a guarantee if Judge Kavanaugh even 
if he goes to the Supreme Court, if anything we even happened to Roe v. Wade or anything about abortion, it, it, it's just the, the potential of something happening because that's basically all they're going on. But just the potential of that being threatened, that they're not, that they will not be able to continue killing babies. Like just that potential is freaking them out. And I, I will hope it would happen if, um, if judge Kavanaugh goes to the Supreme court, I will hope that, you know, a case will come, come through and basically abolish abortion. I would love that, but it's not a guarantee. He may, he may get confirmed and then nothing happens. That is a very well, that's a very good possibility. But to them, you know, even the, the little bit chance is, is too much. And they are using every trick in the book to not even have that chance. So, but, um, you know, one thing in particular, there's a couple of things I'm going to bring up before uh, we get to our interview uh, with Willie Billups. But before that, let's hear a word from my friends with the Founder Project. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's civics education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our educational meme series, we think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. Commentary as subtle as a sledgehammer. This is Trend Chat. All right. So there's one other thing that is really irritating to me with this whole uh, Kavanaugh drama. You know, I keep trying to think of other ways to describe this. But Kavanaugh um, drama, Kavanaugh. Um, now I can't even remember what the other, other ones I was using. But anyway. As a uh, one aspect that it's troubling and like I said, irritating is looking into the black community in particular that are <laughs> that are kind of approving what is going on, especially when it comes to these allegations, right? I just can't believe the black community is even putting up with this. With this in particular, just this, just this part. Like I, I understand the politics of him, obviously, because you know, ninety percent of you know black community vote Democrat, and you know, and whatever. That that's not the what not the thing. The thing to me is that this in particular about Judge Kavanaugh, about these allegations that are <laughs> that have been that are very thin, and that. It's a basically he said she said type of <laughs> type of allegation, and I can only imagine. I mean, if you had this same scenario with the black man in Judge Kavanaugh's position, I can't imagine how <laughs> the, 
how the same people right now that are saying, well, we need to believe, you know, believe her or, you know, hashtag believe all women or believe women. And they're going right along with this and believing Dr. Ford over Kavanaugh. But if a black man was in this exact same position as Kavanaugh, I, I'm pretty sure they were well, one. They will call it racist. I mean, everything's racist, and especially for a lot of the liberal blacks, you know. But if this, I say, if this was going on, I mean, they would call this a a, a travesty of justice, and and would have no parts of this <laughs> because. Too many times, whether you have incidents that are, you know, whether involving the police, I mean, you have, so a lot of times when you can insert whatever, um, you know, national police, you know, police incident that involved a black person. And then when it goes to trial, then all the evidence comes out and maybe, um, you know, if the evidence showing that, the the person who would you know the suspect was at fault or something like that and regardless of all the evidence then they still say like well the system is against black people whatever like that in this sense if you had a case where you literally only had it's the it's the officers it's the officer against the suspect it's it's uh like i said he said he said and I can only imagine how the same people who are all for believing Dr. Ford against Judge Brett Kavanaugh, how they would feel if they, you know, if you had this happen for, like to insert any national viral police incident involving a black person. And if they, and if it came down to something like this. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they feel the. They feel the same way. They were like, "Yeah, you, we should just believe the police." <laughs> but anyway, speaking of the black community, I guess <laughs> in a way, um, I did not watch Saturday Night Live, but I definitely heard about it. I mean, what's the point? I could have told you what was going to be on Saturday Night Live without, <laughs> without even having to watch it. And so they had a season premiere, and yes, the opening segment was about Judge Kavanaugh. And they had Matt Damon out there, you know, doing his best, the best to mop Judge Kavanaugh in every way possible. I'm kind of surprised they didn't have Alyssa Milano in the back because she was at the hearing, too. I'm surprised she wasn't in the back, like, holding little signs and doing it, you know, making it extra funny for the liberals. But, um... Also, they had Kanye West there for, he was a musical guest. And he came out there with a with a MAGA hat on at the end. And I know he mentioned that the people backstage were telling him he couldn't come out there with a hat on, but he came out there. I'm just surprised they let him come out there at all with the, with the hat on. Like, once he walked out there, I'm surprised they just didn't cut the show. <laughs> And he's like, you know what no you know what we're just gonna end it uh about 10 minutes early i mean i don't know <laughs> but um that that was yeah that was that was weird <laughs> but 
But hey, he got out there. He was able to still, you know, he had a pro-Trump message, and he and they let it run. Well, not all the way, but they they did cut him. But um, but at least he came out there, and that was I'm I'm surprised they even let him on the show at all, even without the hat. But hey, he, he got on there. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, I. <laughs> It was a point of really watching it, but I just been I saw the clips of it and um that like I said that was just <laughs> he's still doing his thing out there. I mean, you know, I still don't I'm still you know don't know where he's at really. So I guess we'll just see. But like yeah, yeah, the jury's still out on 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 where this where this gonna go with old Kanye. So. Anyway, let's get to our interview with um, Willie Billups. Like I said, he's running for U.S. Congress in the 33rd District in Texas. And so after a word from Politichicks, we'll hear the interview with um, Willie Billups. Hello, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of Trend Chat. Also contributor at politichicks.com. Here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism. With over 300 pages from contributors like myself talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at politichicks.com and is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. This is Dana Lash and you're listening to Trend Chat. Hello, this is Trent Chat, and we are very pleased to have Willie Billups with us. He is running for U.S. Congress in the 33rd District in Texas. How are you doing, Mr. Billups? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you so much. So, so first thing, I guess, just tell us a little bit about yourself and also, like, what inspired you to run for a representative? Okay, a little bit about myself. I'm a retired Army officer, 20 years in in the military. 12 years Marine Corps, 8 years Army, Uh, 20-year cancer survivor. You know, colon cancer took my mom's life when I was 6 years old, and she was 35. Um, So that just went over my 20-year anniversary. Uh, So, you know, I'm really interested in this healthcare deal because, you know, my my kids have an interest in My kids are at risk of uh, being exposed to colon cancer because it's genetic. I'm a small business owner, and I'm a father of four. What inspired me to run? is I'm tired of all of the gridlock. I'm tired of the lack of representation. I'm tired of the partisanship going on in Washington. We don't all agree politically. We all have different views. But our representatives ought to be able to go to Washington and accurately talk or be able to talk to each other to work out, to work issues that are important to us, the people, that affect us, the people. But instead, they go to Washington and they fill it with so much of us and them and special interests that they get nothing done, and we got to put into that stuff. Whatever happened to putting the American back in America? Like I, I looked over, you know, on your website as far as far as the issues. Given that you just mentioned healthcare, um, one thing I wanted to ask you is like, of all the issues, like what is your what is the one issue you're most passionate about? Oh goodness, um, there's several, but. Um, we could, criminal justice reform, health care. Health care affects me and my family. Criminal justice reform because, you know, as a as a young man growing up, I didn't have my father in my life because when I was one, he got locked up in prison. But one of the things that, uh, and over the course of the next 30 years, he was in and out of the prison system. 
And I'd like to see us uh, address some of that. I'd like to see us actually deal with that. Um, and I believe that that is something that our U.S. Congress can take up, and we can do that through uh, some criminal justice reform. And that'll be, we can do that with simple four or five simple steps. Number one, let's make sure that people that come out of prison got a high school diploma because most of them in prison don't have that. Let's make sure that, number two, let's make sure that we address any sort of addictions or mental health issues when we get these people in the, in the penal system, in the criminal justice system. Therefore, when they come out of prison, that those issues have already been addressed and they're on the path to recovery and to becoming a productive citizen of society. Number three, let's get them a skilled laborer trade. You know, masonry, masonry, electrician, uh, carpentry. I mean, huh, CDL driving, own, driving, driving the truck. I mean, I own a trucking company, and uh, I do pretty well to take care of my family. And uh, that's a great skill to have. Um, and people coming out of prison, that's something they can do, and it doesn't cost it doesn't cost much money to invest in those people so that they can take care of themselves. Number four, let's get them a guidance counselor, maybe a year or two out before they get out of prison so they can develop a plan and be on a path uh, to be a productive member of society when they get out of prison. And number five, let's get them a way that we can repay some of this training, some of this cost of our rehabilitation so that it's not passed on to the normal taxpayer and the taxpayer feels some sort of way, uh, feels some sort of in, uh, way about the prisoner, some person coming out of prison, being taken care of in prison and getting all this training just to be reintroduced in society. And lastly, let's, after they've been out of prison for a while, let's get them a, let's, let's give them a clean bill of health, meaning let's, uh, let's put that record away and give them a chance to actually start over. You can go out and apply for hundreds of jobs, but if it shows that you're a criminal and you don't have any training, you're destined to go back to prison. Let's put an end to that. Let's stop this revolving door on the prison system. Oh, okay. So, you know, one thing in particular as far as uh, getting able to speak with you, especially in the past week, because this race is in the in the house, I don't have to ask you anything about <laughs> Judge Kavanaugh, which makes it very refreshing because I don't have to talk about that right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the thing about it is that even though with all the drama that's been going on around that, one thing that kind of flew under the radar is um, a lot of spending, like uh, a major spending bill just passed a couple, like a couple of days ago, and yeah. you know not many people knew about that because everybody's focused on on what's going on with the Supreme Court. But I mean, you here we go again with more spending, and I just want to ask you, what do you think about all the spending that is going on, and what you plan to do, if, you know, when you get to Washington? I think that this is a double-edged sword. This is a double-edged sword, and I'm going to talk about the good and the bad. The good thing is, is we got a we got a bill to keep the government open, and we're not holding the fiscal to we're not basically threatening the people who need the uh, services of the federal government by threatening the shutdowns and any of that stuff. We actually got a spending bill through. That's great. The bad part, and this is the tragedy of it, we got way too much spending going on. Why are we spending money we don't have? Spending money we do not have is fiscally irresponsible, and you can't do that. It doesn't work in your personal finances. It doesn't work in business. There's only so much credit that you can get that you should be able to get, and that goes even for our country, and we shouldn't be servicing so much debt. We've got to, we've got to get ballot. We've got to start passing balanced budgets and balanced legislation. 
We've got to get better and become more of a fiscally responsible government. And I intend to definitely bring some of that fiscal to be fiscally responsible and to, and to help balance the budget. We got to start doing that. Yeah, I, I mean, we've been going on, on and on. I mean, basically, like every couple of months, it just seems like it just keep. I guess to me, it just seems like just like kicking the can down the road, and just soon later it's going to come to a head. But, um, you know, sooner or later, all of that is going to come up sooner or later. I mean, it seems like everybody puts it off until somebody else gets in office. Well, let's push it down the road a little more. And a lot of that comes from the spending. A lot of it comes in the special interest stuff. Stop the special interest. Let's put the American back in America. Let's pass a budget that the American people can live with and not a budget that's going to come that is going to be so filled with debt that is going to come due, and our children have to pay for that. Yeah. Now, one thing you did mention um, just a few minutes ago is about uh, about running a trucking business now, and everyone knows on the podcast, I'm a truck driver as well, so that's one, the one thing. I guess, you know, as a truck driver myself, and I guess just tell us a little bit about your business. A small, small business. Um operate my truck here within Texas. I do my I, I try to keep keep my business here within the state of Texas. Uh, that's just for operational purposes. But uh it's do regional regional transportation work. Uh regional short transportation work definitely around the Metroplex and around the state of Texas, maybe in Oklahoma periodically. Um I've been in the prior to owning my own transportation, my own trucking company, I uh I was an airline pilot. I flew for Skywest Airlines out of Chicago O'Hare. And I flew jets across the uh, around, across North America, and prior to that, I was a uh, military pilot. So, although I own a trucking company, um, my a lot of my training, a lot of my uh, profession and skills are in the aviation and the airline world. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I started was I get, wanted to get a trucking company so that I could have my own airplanes and do more logistics. Um, and who's to say that someday, whenever I'm done with Congress, that I won't move back in that direction but uh aviation is where my heart is the uh me getting me starting a transportation company was just to get to where i really want to be and that's in uh that's in the air okay now um one thing um i, I saw that you participated in um it's i've got the actual name of it but it was more of a uh, like an african-american assembly on the tw- uh, 29th of september um yeah yeah um I forgot that's your name. I had it. I had it up, but I, I don't have it in front of me right now. But I, I saw your name on there, and also I remember. Um, well, we both were in the room when they had the um, the African American like Republicans at the uh, Texas GOP convention as well, and I've been okay. kind of taking yeah taking a part of that. I just want to ask you, how was that that event on the twenty ninth, and how did that go? The event on the twenty ninth was great. What we did was uh, we got. Um, over in East Texas, they're starting a uh, minority uh, minority engagement uh, coalition, mm. and they've got people who were they got some elected officials, some candidates, um, and they got us in together to talk about ways to engage uh, minorities, and that's what we talked about, and that's what we discussed, and how do you engage minorities? And what it was basically was is. You know, the GOP has been absent in a lot of minority communities, which, if you look historically, that isn't the way it was because the Republican Party of Texas, the Republican Party of the United States, 
the Republican National Committee was actually started by President Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, and freed black slaves. Here in the state of Texas, the Republican Party here in the state of Texas were actually started with a large help, lots of help, majority of the help from free black slaves. And nowadays, if you look at just the way that the politics have taken shape, the parties have taken shape, the Republican Party is really absent in the minority communities. And uh, we like to see that change. And we not only like to see that change, we are a part of that change, and we we are going to make that change happen. So, uh, you know, as of right now, we're coming up pretty close to a month until election day, especially on November sixth. So, right now, how how's the campaign going, and um, do you have any any upcoming events? Uh, the campaign is coming along very well. We are building up loads, tons of momentum. Um, you know. Somebody said it best, the train is on the track, and once it gets started, you can't stop it. And right now, it's definitely moving down the track, and it can't be stopped. There's a lot of momentum going. A lot of people are taking notice. A lot of voters are reaching out and letting me know how much that they agree. They're letting me know how much that they, uh, they're paying attention and listening. So the campaign is, is – and how much I – and more importantly, they let me know how much I resonate with them, that my story is a story of theirs, and, and how I'm um, inspired – and energized they are. So the campaign is going really well. Um, coming up, I've got a lot of things going on. Um, I like to get out and personally block walk with my supporters. So it's not uncommon to catch me on the evening or weekend out knocking on doors. I mean, hey, you, I could be knocking on your door because I believe in being personal and asking for your vote. And it gives you a minute to talk to me and it gives me a minute to talk to hear directly from you. So it's not uncommon, and don't be surprised if I'm not going if you catch me knocking on your door to ask you for your vote. Well, we've got that. I'm going to be at a couple of the national nights out, night out, um, and we're going to start doing town halls. That's right. We're going to start holding town halls more and more within the um, different communities, and let the people come out and have their say, and let me hear and let me talk to them. And you know, the biggest part is being a veteran is I want the people to hold me accountable. You know, as a veteran, accountability is a big deal in the military. Mm-hmm. And it's still a big deal in my life, especially as a business owner. Accountability is really huge. So I want the people to hold me accountable, not only now, but after the election when they elect me. So I'm going to be more and more in the community, doing more town halls and talking to the people so that we can, one, develop a better relationship and understanding of each other's needs and desires, as well as um, I can begin to place myself before the people, let the people know, you know, and let the people know that in Willie Billups, they have a servant. They have a servant who wants to serve them and wants to be held accountable to them. Before we, um, before we let you go, just, you know, anyone that is listening right now and, and especially that are in the, in the Metroplex, and you know that are you know in the area to vote for you. Let them know like wh- why should they vote for Willie Billups, and also I guess to tell them like where the 33rd district in Texas actually is. The 33rd congressional district in Texas is uh, in between 35 uh, Interstate 35E and Interstate 35W in Dallas County and uh, Tarrant County. In Dallas County, it expands from uh, from Farmers Branch down to uh, Oak Cliff coming down and it goes into all of South Irving, South of 183, and then it goes into Grand Prairie in Arlington, uh, North Arlington, um, 
East Arlington, North Arlington, then it goes over into uh, Fort Worth. When it gets into Fort Worth, it extends from the uh, Saginaw Stockyard area all the way down to uh, Oak Cliff, uh, not Oak Cliff, but uh, Forestville, Everman, right before you get to Burleson. And that is the district. It also includes South Folsom City. So those are, the, those are the areas of the district. And why should they vote for me? Well, this is simple. I'm not a career politician. I actually have a history of serving this great nation, serving the people. Uh, I have committed to the people and once before to serve them and to serve them alone. So I, that oath and that commitment still stands strong today. Uh, as a service member, we take an oath that says, you know, uh, I, Willie K. Billups, do solemnly swear to uphold and defend the Constitution against all enemies, both foreign and domestic, and I do hereby swear allegiance to the same. That is an oath that is taken to the Constitution. And when you take an oath to the Constitution, that is an oath to the people because the Constitution was made for the people. It is the people where the government gets its authority to govern. It is the people that, that legitimizes the government. It is the people that the government should be responsible to. And the people, I'm asking people to vote for me because I want to be a representative and serve the people and to serve them honestly, faithfully, transparent, with commitment. And so I want to be that representative that the people know, that they see always, not just when the cameras are around. I've served the people before. I ask that they trust in that service again and allow me to serve them again, selflessly, with the people over politics. Well, if, if that doesn't convince anyone, I don't know what will. I, I know I'm convinced. I, you know, I wish I was in your district. I would vote for you. So, but, um, but I wish you was in my district. You can vote too. Every vote counts. So, well, if people want to, I mean, if even though people like myself maybe couldn't vote, but if they want to help out or want to reach out on social media, where would they go? Okay, so you can find me on Facebook, and that's at Billups for Congress, and that's at Billups. B is in boy, I-L-L-U-P-S, for Congress. Um, you can find me on Facebook, or you can find me on a, on the inter, on a, the World Wide Web at www.billupsforcongress.com. And that's my last name again, B is in boy, I-L-L-U-P-S, billupsforcongress.com. And on that website, you can find ways, on the website as well as on uh, Facebook, you can find ways to reach me. You can find ways to get in touch with the campaign. You can also donate on the website and on Facebook. Uh, so there's there's a couple of ways. Also, if you wanted to get some of the text messages that we sent out, you can text Willie, and that's my first name, Willie, W-I-L-L-I-E, to 53445, and that's text Willie to 53445, and that puts you in contact with the campaign, and it tells you out when we're out block walking, if I'm at an event, what am I doing, what's going on? And, you know, that transparency that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. I like to keep that text, that texting service that the people know. We're going to keep that when I get in the office so the people know and they can hear directly from me what's going on. I, I, I don't like it when people get – I've always hated it when people get in office and they disappear and you've got to go through how many people to get in touch with them just to, and just to find out what they're doing because you never know. Yeah, I want to be. I want to keep up the communication channels and, and make them broader and more open, where the people can actually sign up and listen to what's going on directly from me. And that texting service is how I'm going to continue to do that. All right, Willie Bills, thank you so much for your time, and hopefully 
we'll get a chance to talk again soon when you're in Washington. Thank you so much. You have a great day, and I look forward to chatting with you again. Yep, and thanks to Willie Billups for joining us. You know, we're here at the end, and just want to say um, next, well, yeah, next episode we'll have Ron White right with us. Um, he's running for the 6th District in Texas for the U.S. House. So we'll have him on. And, you know, and listening back to the interview, and I was just thinking about what uh i still think about what i was going to name this episode because i still haven't figured it out you know what i'm gonna go with i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go with the flakes in the senate <laughs> how i started it off or the flaky senate or something like that i don't know so like i said we'll have ron right with us on um the next episode which will be on thursday so until then we'll chat with you later Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Zero seven zero zero. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Zero seven zero zero.